Have you reached midlife or beyond and find yourself aching for a more fulfilled life? Do you long for something bigger to light you up or set you free? Then this is the place for you. I'm inviting you to join me in some insightful conversations with extraordinary humans, all striving to live our best life in the second half of life. I also share some of my personal discoveries in creativity and growth. I'm Patty Diener, an author, an entrepreneur, and a seeker of the best life possible in our beautiful second act. So let's get started. Hey there, my friends. Welcome back to Beautiful Second Act Podcast. I'm Patty Diener, your host. If you're new to this show, thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoy it. And if you're a returning uh, person to listen that you've been loving what's been going on here at Beautiful Second Act, thanks for coming back. Uh, today we got a really special episode. I've just recently come back from a trip to Connecticut where I spent 12 days over there in New England uh, just really uh, helping out a friend who had some small children, but also I got to see a completely different perspective on the way people live. And I wanted to share it with you guys along with some of the nuggets of wisdom that I've you know learned and um, kind of cultivated over the, over the years. And um, it's just something that I thought that I'd share with you about how we can take the hustle and grind out of life, especially now, you guys, we've earned it, right? Midlife and beyond, we've earned it. <laughs> and also we know better, right? So we'll talk about that here in a second. Before we get started, though, I wanted to talk to you about um, an opportunity for you. Uh, Beautiful Second Act now has a membership. So if you've been enjoying the content here um, on the podcast, um, or maybe you've been following me on Instagram, or you're in the Facebook group, which if you're not in the Facebook group, you should definitely do that. Um, I wanted to let you know that there's an opportunity for you to join the Beautiful Second Act membership. It's a place that I really wanted to, um, we can discover self-awareness, more self-acceptance um, for people in midlife and beyond to be curious about life again. And monthly, you'll get to seek joy and help you with spiritual awakening and excitement just to be alive, you guys. So don't forget, you know, our motto is to live our best life in the second half of life. And this membership just takes it that much further. Um, what kind of things can you expect to get out of this membership? So each month there is a theme, um, whether it be about curiosity, gratitude, love, joy, spiritual awakening. It could be about longevity. It could be about so many different things. But each month we have a different theme. And we have Mojo Mentoring revolving around that theme of the month. There's also activities, downloadables, printables to promote enthusiasm around that theme. There's exclusive monthly themed online group sessions. There's a book club. Hello, I'm a retired librarian and I'm an author. So of course we have to have a book club and there's Patty's Picks in there every month. Also, if you're in the membership, you'll get entry to special guest online chats. And there's fun bundles. Fun bundles are the best because fun bundles are different every month. In the fun bundles, that's where I've curated all kinds of different things uh, for depending on the month. It could be stuff such as recipes, it could be travel recommendations, it could be song playlists, it could be crafts. Um, you guys, there's so many different things that can be in the fun bundles and every month you just never know what it's going to be. So that's what makes it exciting because <laughs> we like to mix it up here at Beautiful Second Act. Also, if you're in the membership, you'll get VIP pricing to in-person events. We're going to be holding some in-person events if you guys... Um, 
have been on the Facebook group, you know that we do Sunday morning coffee live and we also do Friday night wine live. Well, I'd like to start doing some of those things in person and they'll be in different locations. When we have those, you'll get VIP pricing if you are a member. Also, just by being a member, every month you'll be entered into a monthly drawing for a one-on-one discovery call with me. So there's lots of reasons to be in the membership. If you're interested, then check it out in the show notes. I'll leave a link. You can also find a way to get into the membership by going to the website at beautifulsecondact.com. All right, let's jump into today's episode. So taking the hustle and grind out of life. Uh, well, I mean, like, what do you think I mean by that? Um, I will tell you what I was thinking about when I decided um, as I was washing my face this morning in the bathroom <laughs> after a very, very long day yesterday. Um, just to give you a little brief on what I'm dealing with here today. Uh, yesterday, I was on the East Coast and um, I took a one of the communities I uh, was staying at had a surface car that would drive you to the airport. So I took a ride about an hour, I don't know, it was about an hour and 15 minutes to the airport from where I was staying in Connecticut, and I was going to fly out of LaGuardia. And um, as I got there, you know, it was really kind of cool because it was around 11 o'clock in the morning over there, and um, I'd had a very busy morning having dealt with uh, small children. I was out in Connecticut to help my friend who had recently had a surgery, and she was not able to lift anything, and she had a 22-month-old and a 5-month-old to deal with, and her husband and her both were working, and it just was crazy. So I went out to help for a little while. And so, you know, days start really early with toddlers and infants. <laughs> and so I was up at like 6.30, and this is East Coast time. Got to the airport, kind of, you know, chilled out, had some lunch, grabbed some wine, got on my flight. By the time I had my layover in Denver, and then um, finally reached my destination in Sacramento, California, it was nine o'clock. So now you think about that, you know, do the time zones difference where, you know, on the East Coast, it was midnight for me by the time I landed. And I still had an hour and a half drive to get home from the airport. So by the time I got home, it was literally in the middle of the night for me. Um, I was exhausted and I slept kind of fitfully because I think I was overtired. And um, so now here I am <laughs> talking to you guys today. And I was thinking as I was washing my face, uh, which is where I was <laughs> what I was trying to talk to you about, is what experience really stood out for me on this last trip. And it was something that I, I noticed on a walk that I took on Tuesday. Um, I was walking along uh, this kind of like a pier area and um, a waterfront on the, lo- the Long Island Sound. And the people that were there, oh my gosh, and I even did a post on this in uh, my Facebook group. If you guys haven't joined Facebook, uh, the Beautiful Second Act Facebook group, you really should. So I shared with them that this was just an average everyday Tuesday for these people. But what I witnessed on my walk were so many people truly embracing life, living, fully living. And these people were mostly in midlife and beyond, very few young people. Um, and, and the way that, you know, if you're, if you're in Bridgeport, Connecticut and you're looking in this, uh, it was kind of an, an upscale neighborhood. It reminded me of like the Hamptons of the, of Connecticut. <laughs> that would, that's the only way I could describe it. It was kind of like the Hamptons, the Hamptons of Connecticut. Um, very poshy houses that were along the shoreline, gorgeous views, and people were just living, like I said. So there was fishermen just fishing from the sidewalks um, up above the rocks. 
there were um, people that were older, like like nannies or something, uh, pushing, you know, small children in strollers. There were people jogging. There were um, men and women both uh, engaged in these great conversations, these deep conversations that you could tell as you're walking by that they were really fully engaged with what the other person was saying. There, um, uh, there's a couple of ladies that I even saw several times because that was one thing I did. You know, I'm a walker. If you guys don't know that about me, that's something that I love to do. I go for my daily walks and I tried to get in a daily walk every day while I was out there. But this, there's these two ladies that I saw every time and they were in the same place. And they had their little uh, short chairs to the ground, you know, I don't know what you call those folding chairs that are really short, like beach chairs, but they were up on the grass that's way up above the water on this walkway. And um, they were just sitting there talking to one another and laughing and carrying on. You know what I noticed? I noticed that not a single soul had a cell phone out. Not a single person had a cell phone out. They were all fully engaged, completely present in the moment. They were not, you know, thinking about the future, worrying about what their online presence looked like. They were not sitting there worrying about the past. They were actually right there in the moment, having those conversations, laughing, carrying on. Um, the, an, an occasional person would be sitting by themselves on a you know, a bench. They had all these beautiful benches that, you know, every so many feet you could find a bench um, on the grassy knoll that would overlook the sound. And um, the Long Island Sound is just peaceful and gorgeous and beautiful. At least while I was there, it was. And they were contemplating. But they also, the people that were by themselves were not on their cell phones. So I noticed that this is something that you know, it, it reminded me a lot of the things that I hear about the Europeans and how they take those long lunches. You know, if you ever hear about those people where they, you know, the whole town's shut down because between like 12 and 2 o'clock in the afternoon, people are just engaged with each other. That's why those, um, that's why the guy that started Starbucks decided that that's what he wanted to do was to have a place for people to go. It's not about the coffee. It's about the experience of slowing down and enjoying something and having those conversations and connections with people. That's what it really well all started out from with, with Starbucks is the way that the Europeans had that, you know, that time to just sit and slowly sip and enjoy a cup of coffee over great conversation or over pondering life. And, um, you know, I just, I, I really noticed this on the Tuesday that was the last day that um, I took my walk over there in Connecticut. And I was like, gosh, not a single person is worried about hurrying to get to somewhere. They were all right there in the moment. And the hustle and grind, you guys, you know, I know that we have certain things that we have to accomplish in a day. And I know that, you know, we don't really feel accomplished if we haven't been able to uh, complete a task in a certain day. And it does give you a sense of satisfaction to complete tasks. And to, I I'm a list checker offer. <laughs> I love to check things off a list. And it makes me feel, you know, a sense of gratification that, yes, I got that done. But what I, what, I, what I noticed is about myself while I was on these walks is I think that we become, at least I do, become addicted to our routines. And by me getting out there and, you know, I, especially when you were toddlers and small children, you know, infants, you, your routine is out the door, right? I mean, your routine has, it doesn't matter what you thought you were going to accomplish today, the babies will have their complete and <laughs> own idea about what life is going to be that day, and they can throw you off course. So 
sometimes you have to just be able to be on your toes and to be able to pivot and to accept life in the moment for exactly the way it is. Now, when I was raising my small children, now now they're 28 and almost 25, um, when I was raising my kids, I remembered that I kept thinking about you know, when, if, when they just get to be a certain age, I'll be able to do this. When they get to be that age, I'll get to do that. But looking back at it now, those small moments where you were really just in the moment and not thinking about the future or thinking about the past, and you're just really engaged in what the children are experiencing, that is, that's the juice, you guys. That's, that's the gold. Those are the diamond nuggets. Those are the ones where you have to say yes. This is where you're feeling the most. And your agendas and your schedules can just go right out the window. And that's okay. But we do get addicted to the hustle and grind. We do get addicted to our schedules, whatever that might be. Um, because I think for some people, we that our schedules give us a certain sense of um, order. And if for those of you that are like me that don't like to live in chaos, I like order. Um, but, you know, that's not always, that's not always fully living. And so by witnessing these people just out and about and soaking up the sun, you know, it was, it was beautiful at around between 68 and 70 degrees on this particular day. Um, and even on the days where it was a little bit overcast and it would get, you know, maybe the high would be about 59 or 60 degrees. These people were out there just being outdoors fully engaging in conversation. And what I think that we can learn from that is by getting out of your routine, you start to notice more things that are important. Like, for instance, while I was rocking the, the baby, um, while I was there, I watched and witnessed little miracles from just being there for 12 days. This small child, this little four point whatever month old baby. He turned five months old today, actually. Um, he went from just starting to focus across the room and notice who you are when you walk in the room to actually realizing, oh, when I was about to give him a bottle, he could see it across and he, he would get excited about it. Or from noticing that, oh, now it's time to do this. And he, he would hate to, you know, most babies hate to get naked. But he realized that, you know, when we would do certain things with him, that there was something else that we were going to do. And he, the eyes would light up. And by putting him on his back and he would hike one leg up, we watched how he started figuring out when he lifted one leg up and over to the side that it gave him momentum. And he was learning by doing every day. His, uh, his small motor skills are, what do you call that, when they're, when they're um, able to pick things up with their fingers and actually grasp them. From the beginning of the week when I got there, he could barely, you know, like hold on to anything. By the end of the week, he was trying to hold his own bottle. He was grabbing his own toys. This is the kind of stuff I'm talking about is being present and witnessing, bearing witness to something that is truly a miracle. And my, my schedule that I normally keep, even though I tried to, to do certain work while I was there and I took my laptop. I, you know, I didn't have a schedule. When I got up, my schedule was whatever the baby's schedule was. And the toddler was primarily with the mom and dad. But um, I really, I just realized that, you know, you can't live your life stuck to the hustle and grind because it's not fully living. That's the way that I, 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 I really perceived things once I, I started, once I started paying attention 
to my surroundings fully and realized, you know, this is good for me. It was good for me to get out of my routine of waking up, even, even, and, and even the best of routines, you guys, this is, this is something else too. I med- my normal routine is I meditate every morning. Um, I have my coffee going while I'm meditating. So when I'm done with my meditation, I can go and have my lemon water. Then I can sit down and have my coffee. Then I can read my spiritual and, um, you know, uplifting books. Then I go and check my email and then I go for my walks. And then you see what I'm saying? I have a routine. So even the best, most healthiest of routines, still we can become addicted to it. And it's like we become rigid and that can still be a hustle and grind to a certain degree. And why would we want to be addicted to that when mixing things up is so important? It's so important for us to be able to stay present because even doing those wonderful things that I, you know, I love doing those things in, in my daily life, I notice that I become addicted to it. So there was no time in the morning first thing to meditate. I had to mix it up. I had to do walking meditations. I had to learn that before I'd go to bed at night, I'd do my meditation instead of in the morning. So certain things just didn't fit into the schedule for where I was. And I know that it's important for all of us to be able to intentionally mix things up periodically because it's healthy, because it keeps us more alive and more alert. And we go, we're, we're less asleep at the wheel if we mix up our routines, no matter how healthy we might think that they are. Um, I, I was, I started reading the, ble- the Hidden Blessings, Midlife Crisis as a Spiritual Awakening, um, it was recommended to me by um, another fellow uh, spiritual seeker, uh, Jody, uh, Jody Silverman, who is uh, the founder of Moms Who Dare. She's been on the podcast here. She recommended this book to me, and it's since uh, now I've been recommending it to others. But what I really enjoyed was this, this part in here from the very beginning. Gay Hendricks, who is the one that wrote the foreword to the book, there was something in here that I thought was, it just was striking right from the get-go. And um, Gay says, when I first studied adult developmental psychology as a graduate student in the early 70s, the emerging field was in much the same state as the field of biology before the invention of the microscope. <laughs> I just loved that. I, I just, right from the get-go, it completely grabbed me because, yes, we don't think so, especially back in the 70s, who's... Whoever, heard, whoever said the words midlife crisis, we thought that that was so taboo and so horrible and so like, you know, to be not spoken of in public, right? And um, they go on to say that we knew that there were changes that took place at midlife, but we didn't understand much about the details. One of the earliest truisms I've heard about midlife was an example of our woefully thin understanding of the middle period of adult life. In your 30s, you find your life. In your 40s, you build your life. And in your 50s, you enjoy your life. (laughs) I loved that opening. And you guys, it's so true. To me, I think that we, by midlife and beyond, that's when we're really finally getting it and we're embracing. And so to witness all of these people in midlife and older on that... um, uh, that pier area, that boardwalk area, that that uh, waterfront while I was taking my walk over there in Connecticut, they have it figured out. 
They have it figured out. And, you know, those ladies I talked to you about that were sitting in the little low chairs, they were in like their 70s. They appeared to be at least in their mid-70s. They truly have it dialed in. And if I think about my grandmother at that age, I remember that she was just joyful. Every time I saw her, she was smiling. She was happy. She had her people. Um, My grandmother was far happier of a person than my grandfather ever was because my grandfather did not really engage with friendships. He did not have that camaraderie that um, a lot of women have. He had a couple of male friends, but he very rarely hung out with them. Whereas my grandmother, she had her sewing club. She had bingo groups. She used to go on trips and my grandfather would go on the trips with her too. They belonged to the Roadrunner Club. But, you know, my grandfather, I think, would go, you know, kind of like mostly because it was a couple's thing. But my grandmother, she used to love to go and get out and see her gal friends and they would do things and they would laugh and they would play bingo. They would play, they would play cards in the afternoon at each other's houses. They would garden together. They would can things together. Um, my grandmother was just, she was social and, um, but she never had a boring day. It's like, almost like it was a bad word to say that you were, you know, to be bored. That's, that's, it's like a nasty thing to have come out of your mouth because life is to be embraced and to fully live and to truly appreciate. And, um, I, I don't recall my grandmother ever really having any kind of a schedule per se, except for to make sure that my grandfather got his pills on time and that he had his dinner on time. But other than that, she went and did stuff all the time and it was always different. And, She loved having us grandkids come over because she would share all of her enthusiasm with us. And, you know, that's the thing is, is when you get to be a certain age, you have learned. And at least we should know by now. And if we don't, this is why I'm talking about it to you, because it was such an epiphany for me. It was such an aha moment for me that getting out of that hustle and grind of the routine and the go, go, go and the do, 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 you know, you can still accomplish things during the day by mixing it up. You can get out of your mundane life by pivoting, you know, staying on your toes and being a little off balance is okay because it's healthy. It gets you thinking and firing differently and rewiring your brain. It's so important to you guys, but community and connection and truly listening. I mean, that's another thing that I noticed with these people when they were talking to one another. They were not only laughing, but they were engaged by like looking right at each other and in fully paying attention and that deep listening. It's, an, it's not enough to just hear someone talking. You have to truly listen to be able to be there for someone, to bear witness to whatever it is that they're going through. And I think that that is just so beautiful. And it, it, to me, it, it, it just makes me feel... It makes my heart full, um, you know, like my cup runneth over. Um, and it also just makes me excited for what's coming next. Excited for what's coming next because we, for all of our planning, you know, that, what's that saying, saying about, you know, life is what happens when we're busy making plans? Um, it's the truth, you guys. So instead of being frustrated when things don't go according to plan, or if you have a normal routine that you end up getting out of for a while, It's okay, you can go back to your routine later, but embrace the times that you're out of your routine because it's healthy and it it makes you a better person. It makes you a more well-rounded human being. At least that's the way that I see it. Oh my goodness. Okay, I'm probably long-winded enough for today. 
Um, I'm hoping that you guys will find a way sometime this week to get out of your routine. And if you are in the hustle and grind of a, of a nine to five or, you know, a Monday through Friday or whatever regular job, make sure that when you go home at night or when you start your day, mix it up a little bit, you guys. It'll help you to feel like you're just a slightly off balance and maybe something new and exciting is going to happen to you. If you go to a coffee house every day, go to a different one. Um, if you take the same route to work every day, take a different route today um, or tomorrow or the rest of this week. Just mix it up. I know these little things may sound like they're small, like they're insignificant, but I'm telling you, making small changes actually brings about huge things in your life. And it can, you can, it can surprise you. <laughs> and after all, aren't surprises what makes us enjoy life? Some people say, I hate surprises. I don't like to be surprised. I like to know what's coming. That's not always fun. Sometimes, sometimes it's good to be surprised. And you just never know what you're going to get. Like Forrest Gump, hey, you know, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> oh, my goodness, you guys. All right, well, enjoy the rest of your week. I look forward to talking to you again next Tuesday and every Tuesday here at Beautiful Second Act Podcast. And don't forget to look in the show notes on how you can join the membership. I'm going to have a membership link for you right there in the show notes today. Also, you can check out my website, beautifulsecondact.com. And if you have a recommendation for anything that you'd like a topic that you would like to have discussed here on our podcast, shoot me an email at patty, that's P-A-T-T-I, at beautifulsecondact.com. I'd love to hear from you. All right, you guys, have a wonderful rest of your week. And uh, we have a great interview coming up for you next week. I can't wait to share it with you. We'll be chatting later. Cheers. <laughs>